This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1 and there's great value for you at even that level. So please join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today. Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. Back in the present, the Mystery Punchers recuperated after defeating their brain worms. Adrian absorbed a part of himself back into his mind. Richter studied their growing web of conspiracies, and Red discovered a new threat that they needed to chase down and punch. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. When the Mystery Punchers return, to uh, pick up the box left by the Ambrosia Institute on their doorstep. You instead only find a small pile of ash and a burn mark, uh, as the box seems to have combusted since you opened it. Um, As the ash curls and blows away, uh, (laughs) you close and lock the door, yet again feeling the, um, the unsettling feeling of eyes watching you from somewhere you can't quite see. Uh, You find yourselves at a bit of an impasse. You currently have several available cases, and uh, the tale we'll be telling tonight is the story of how the Mystery Punchers decided what to do next and why. Um, You currently, I would venture uh, a 
guests to say don't actually necessarily have enough information to act on any of these. So this will likely require a bit of town investigation, asking around, that sort of thing. But essentially, the question I pose to you is, what do you want to do next? So give it a moment uh, to think about it. Um, to recap, the major open case files you have, uh, the new mayor, Montgomery Greaves, seems to be part of a small cabal of people who've taken over. Um, Donnie Splinter um, and Richard Chen. Um, Richard seems to be in the process of um, building vaguely mythosy buildings at sites throughout the city, um, all of which convene, unfortunately, on uh, the Cursed Church site. Um, so that has been a serious cause for concern for Richter, particularly. I think um, the idea of an architectural threat is, uh, even on red scale of weird shit that's happening, kind of like a, yeah, okay. Um, also, buildings take a while to get built, so slightly less less pressing, but somewhat concerning. Monty Greaves is buying up the city, uh, which is somewhat concerning. Um, you're not entirely sure of his intentions or how he fits into anything, only that um, the worm instructed uh, both Richter and Adrian that he was the man for the job as soon as Tallahassee was out of the picture. You have the mystery of Tallahassee, which has gone cold, unfortunately. Um, his uh, mad scientist, quote, quote, wife um, was clearly up to something, but unfortunately uh, the building was destroyed before you could find out much more information. So that lead has currently gone cold. Uh, it does, however, seem that there are weird technological things afoot elsewhere in the world that might be linked to the ray gun you have. Uh, you have the gun. Uh, you have Richter, again, asking you to finish up uh, your business so you can come with him uh, to investigate other things. Uh, he doesn't seem to be in a tremendous hurry, so you don't need to worry about that too much, but it is something that is currently open. Uh, you Reinheimer. have... Sorry? Sorry, Reinheimer. Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. Yes, like, yes, I'm not right. asking you. No. Reinheimer's no, asking yes, me. Okay. My apologies. My notes uh, just say, Ray Gun Reinheimer. Uh, <laughs> you have... Um, uh, the framing of red and the shoelaces for the massacre um, with uh, Donatel Splinter and his uh, splinter cell of gangsters having left the Capone syndicate seemingly to take over Helmfirth, uh, which they have now commenced doing as the uh, new law and order in town. Um, you have the unfollowed up on, uh, but also not seemingly urgent uh, threat of Innismeth. Um, of the uh, the woman who escaped um, and the uh, the possible knowledge that bad things might be afoot there. You now have a lead to the Ambrosia Institute in the famed city of Arkham. And um, now, uh, not only do you have the sort of ongoing mystery of Benny and what happened to him after uh, the incident at the Corbett House, um, but also the disappearance of Devin Carroll and um, Mayor Haney, uh, seemingly done by the Ambrosia Institute. So those are kind of the, the big ones that you have on the go. All right, so I think we got to go fight the water monster, right? We just got to knock that one out. Well, Addy, are, are you referring to the... Uh... The creature that we lost track of in the ocean? 
Yeah, you said that we'd do that later. We'd just go to Innsmouth and then kill the monsters. I don't yeah. think I don't think that's a pressing issue, Addy. Uh, we we have a man's finger in a disintegrated box right now. And that concerns me. My my thinking is this, okay? We have um, out-of-town problems and in-town problems. And I think for us to leave Helmfort in its current condition, knowing what we know is irresponsible of us, I think we need to settle the things here before we move out of Helmfort to address these other matters. So what you're saying is like, when I look at the newspaper and it says us versus them, we need to focus on us. Yeah, that is uh, one way of looking at it. Another way I would put it is, um, imagine it is raining and your roof has a leak. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but there is also, let's say, um, a carnival out of town. Okay. And so you could drive to the carnival or yeah, yeah. you could stay and repair your roof so that your house does not Richter, fall apart. Richter, he's going to choose the carnival. Yeah, I'm this going is, to This is so a bad metaphor. Why would what he choose a carnival? His, his house carnival. is leaking. I don't... You... Because there's birthday cake at a carnival, Richter. I think I've got enough money for tickets to this carnival. Okay, I think we should go to the carnival. But but what about your house? What house? There's a carnival. The, the, okay, oh, okay, Richter, like, has There's to, like, no hole think in the about... Richter, it's, how that... long have you been adventuring with us now? I think... Like, oh, I think weeks. a week. You know? <laughs> yeah, <it's>, it hasn't <laughs> that's, been a long time. That's yeah. enough to understand Adrian's way of thinking. Let me put this another way, then. Um, there is two carnivals. One oh, is out nice. of town, but there is also one in town. Okay. And the one in town... Um, one of the rides is not well taken care of. Only you know this, and it's up to you to repair the ride so that Wait, people can sir, get on it. I work at this carnival. No, no, you just have the information. Because I tried to get that boat job, and that didn't work out. That's all right. That's 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 not what we're talking about here. We're talking. They told about, me I couldn't fix boats because I break them. We're talking about that you know there's something wrong with the Ferris wheel. At the, cur- at the local carnival. Now okay. you can choose to go to the local carnival and fix the Ferris wheel and enjoy the carnival there in town okay. or okay. go out of town to a carnival and leave the broken Ferris wheel, which could fall apart. It could hurt someone. It could be a real disaster. So what you're saying is I have to choose between two carnivals, one where they make me work and the other where I just get to enjoy myself. Yeah, no one is job. making you do anything. I'm telling you, you have a choice, Addy. Two carnivals, both alike in dignity, in Fair <laughs> Helmfirth, where we lay our scene. But wouldn't the other carnival have, like, a wet monster that's eating people? <laughs> It should have like a like a vet monster ride, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I hate to say this, but I think your metaphor kind of tried to rig the deck. You know, hold on a second. You know the word metaphor, but you cannot conceptualize a leaky roof, Addy. Well, there's no leak in my roof. Okay, so you cannot. You cannot conceptualize. Well, it's, 
boys, if we could all just take a breath, put the metaphors down, uh, <gasps> metaphorically speaking. And uh, uh, Richter, I tend to agree with you in the sense that we should probably clear up what's going on here first. I do not like being framed for murders I have not committed. It vexes me. I have committed murders, and they're not giving you credit for those. They're attributing exactly. other murders to you. Exactly. Right. I want credit for the murders that I do commit. But um, I thought we weren't supposed to tell the police that you killed all those people outside Richard's shop. Oh, no, we're not going to. But that's Don't. murders you did. She yes. didn't. Reinheimer killed everyone outside of my shop. She killed well, everyone I, in I, my shop. I, yes, I did shoot uh, several people. Now, um... Okay, I, I, so I she think... only wants half. We'll go with that for now. Um, I, I think we should clear up these messes in town that we have either been a part of or fallen victim to. Um, whether that means taking down this new mayor and his group entirely yeah. or running them out of town, getting, putting them to sleep. For some reason, it did not seem important at the time but I do recall now that we've had worms extracted from our brains. I do recall we watched a woman explode her house and we kind of just <laughs> left. And that seems rather pressing. Um, yes, the, the whole uh, worms for brains is very alarming to me. So what are we going to do? Um... Richter, can you please roll me a mythos check? That's um, a, a fail. Are Ooh. you looking for mythos or a cult? Uh, sorry, a cult. Okay, because my mythos, my mythos cap is eighteen. Like yeah, it started at zero. It yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, that's my bad. You're looking for a cult? I am. Okay. So that's a, where'd you go? Regular success. Um, so it was very clear that you and Adrian were under the thrall of the great suggester. Um, however, uh, you also seemingly destroyed the tribute that had been brought to it. Um, Being so the hearts in, yes. in our dreamscape? Okay. Yeah. Um, you're not quite sure, obviously, what the hearts mean or, or what they relate to, but um, it occurs to you, Richter, that um, none of you are actually certain if the town is still under the thrall of the worms or not. Mm. Um, yours were physically extracted from you, um, but this is a detail you have not yet investigated. Um, so, yeah, Richter kind of thinking about seeing like the house blowing up and stuff like that and how that seems way more important now than it did before for some reason then yeah that just follows the train of thought of like we had the brain the, the worms extracted from our brains by uh the good uh, doctor veterinarian what of everyone else in in town who was perhaps under the effects of these worms did did addy and i defeating the the giant worm in our dreams have any effect on them? Do they need to have their worms uh, extracted? What happens if the worm stays in? Well, that's going to be a pleasant conversation. I think that's a question of just uh, asking people who they think the right man for the job is. Well, Red, you, you were never 
indoctrinated you. No. Did you spot anyone else who was acting strangely like Addy and myself? Did I? It, it was the whole town. Everyone was like, oh, he's the right man for the job. Oh. Like, it was um, thinking back on who you heard refer to TJ as the right man for the job. Like, <laughs> it was like they'd only rec- uh, recorded five lines of NPC dialogue <laughs> and they were just on a loop of people being like, oh, yes, right man for the job. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the whole town in general seemed to be quite under this the strange spell. Now, admittedly, um, Red, from your experience, you can't tell whether everyone had the worms or whether it was just enough people were being vocal with the worms that crowd mentality formed, but mm-hmm. it, enough to be concerning, for sure. Okay, so we take one person at a time, and then we take him to the doctor veterinarian, and we say, pull the worm out, and then they'll see their younger selves and get smarter. I have a feeling that these people will not become involuntarily Addy, and frankly, I don't want to have to try to coerce an entire town's worth of people to come the, get some imaginary worm. Yeah, that's head. why I said one at a time, because then we just put them in the car, and then they get better, and then they'll help us. I, I think we can make better use of our time, respectfully. Okay. Uh, I, I do think it's, it's worth following up on a few people. And seeing what the general, yeah, and seeing what the general tone is in town, like um, Mayor Greaves and Splinter and that guy Chud. Sorry, what was that last name? Chud. He is uh, talking about Rick Chen, uh, the oh, city planner Chen, slash right. architect um, with the spooky buildings. Yes, I he do, was building uh, or planning to build but appear to be temples on ley lines. Um, These are all very good individuals to investigate and all kind of surrounding the same issue of the brain worms. What about Devin, He has my poog. Do we have his finger or did it get burnt up in the box? It got burnt up. Okay. Devin apparently is fine as long as we don't come looking for him or this... uh, asset it was talking about and i don't know what that is but uh, i don't know devin that well to be perfectly honest and i would rather focus on what's going on in town and then if what these people are saying is true and they won't harm him we can go focus on him a bit later well devin was very very close with uh, with benny and um yes and benny's dead well, now hold on, and I'll like pull out Benny's hand, um, and uh, and say, um, "May I may I borrow the decoder ring for a moment?" Sure. Um, Rings are, are are meant to be worn on on one's hand, so we have one's hand, and uh, there may be a reaction here. We don't know. And I just slip the ring onto onto Benny's hand. Uh, nothing happens. Hmm. Very good. <laughs> and I'll just like <laughs> slip the ring off, hand it back to you. He's like, "Well, now we know." Now we know. Um, Richter, can you roll me uh, an int check, please? 34. Oh, dang, dude. Uh, hard success. Uh, it occurs to you you've never seen uh, Benny's hand do anything while you've been looking at it. Hmm. Um, and I'll say, um, uh, one more moment, please. Could I have the ring back once more? <laughs> okay. Thank you, Addy. I'll slip it on the ring and I'll put his hand in my pocket. 
and just see um, if I can feel any. You movement. feel um, a a shifting, uh, as though the ring is moving. Ah, uh, Benny, you rascal! <laughs> little, little. Uh, I I think a uh, little gun shy, a little uh, uh, stage fright from Benny here. Um, give him a moment, and we'll wait for him to settle down, and then we'll see what he has for us. Yeah, so, this is fucked up. The okay. following process takes longer than you would like. But it's an unfortunate. <laughs> I'm just standing there with my pocket kind of well, bulging and moving. You have to just keep pulling it out yeah. um, to get each. When it stops, you pull it out. You get one letter. Right. So it, it starts as like an everyone standing around feeling uncomfortable, and then it takes like a good hour. <laughs> um, but um, by uh, the end of it, um, you have. Oh, sorry. No, it doesn't take an hour. I lied. It takes half an hour. Um, also, because the ring is moving very slowly, it's not like a, a quick spin. Um, but uh, you eventually uh, get um, the word fake. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice you can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else, so do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. What could that... I understand what the word means, but what does it mean? Well, it could be this ring came to Addy, courtesy of the Ambrosia Institute, so it could be that it was sent to him under false pretenses. It could be a fake ring. It could be the threat of violence against Devon is fake. It could why be. don't we ask him another question and put him back in your pocket? I'll allow it. <laughs> Very good. What would you like the question to be, Addy? What's fake? Uh, an hour and 20 minutes later, um, you get the word finger. Oh! So, Interesting. Fingers from something else. Or, or indeed, an entirely false finger. Unfortunately, we don't have it anymore, so we cannot know for certain. Hmm. So that might mean that Devon isn't captured. Yeah, yeah, it could very well be the case. I am so, liking this Ambrosia Academy less and less now. Uh, hmm. Well, then I would be inclined to agree with you, Red, that Devon. Devin's predicament is not as pressing as perhaps we once thought. Um, Benny yes. seems to be saying that the finger is a fake, and so we can assume that Devin is not in danger currently. He may not even have been apprehended. Do we have any way of contacting him? I don't. Well, he said he'd be here, and then he wasn't here. Yeah, I you, think you, it... you sent word to the dead drop. He indicated you, you should. Um, I don't think we should jump the gun in the sense that we should assume that he's not captured because at the end of the day, he isn't here. Uh, and yeah. that in and of itself is suspicious, but perhaps he's not in the kind of danger that we thought he was in. And thus, I personally would like to investigate the people in charge of the town now. Because I feel is... like it's all coming to, it's, it's all one big 
I think that is uh, an excellent idea. If after all, if we don't have our homes, what do we have? We've got my home. <laughs> they, yes, we do. They delivered a combustible box to your doorstep and we did not see anyone coming or going. Uh, it would seem that they are quite capable of infiltrating your home as well. Addie. There is a gate out front and they still came up to the door. That's okay, they're fake. For now, they're fake. Yeah, that's why we're not worrying about that, like you both said. I suppose it's best if Addy is not worried, uh, he says to Red. It's just like, if he is not panicking, it's probably... We're going to keep it that way, better. Richter. Okay. Yeah. Should I be scared? No, you shouldn't. What should uh, I feel? Uh, confidence, honey. We're going to uh, figure everything out. I'm doing a great job. Yes, you are. I can't fail. No, um, you can't. And with that, Addy, you march upstairs uh, to the room you earmarked for Grandpa Richard, uh, which is your parents' room. And you you walk impressively up to the closet, throw it open, and inside hang several pairs of fresh, still-pressed tuxedo pants. Oh, I'm going to put on two of them. Uh, and he takes down one pair of pants and puts them on, and then he puts another pair of pants on over top. Uh, what, what do you say to your ghost dad who you killed in the mirror as you do this? Okay, so I'm sorry that I killed you, but I feel like we had a real moment of connection at the hardware store where I didn't go crazy. So I think what this really means is that you're not a ghost, you're me. And that means my dad is living on inside me. And that's kind of magical because you're always going to be in my heart. So I love you, Dan. Uh, and then I'll kiss the mirror. Um, fantastic. Um, you kiss the mirror, uh, nod to it, uh, and then go back to putting on your pants, uh, entirely missing that the mirror continues to watch you do so. Um, you come back downstairs full of confidence and um, joy. Uh, and you are, you are ready to fucking punch some mysteries. So with that, um, the gang gears up to head uh, back into town, as you'll remember the, um, the sort of uh, richer neighborhood is, is on the edge of town, atop a hill. Um, you head back into town. Um, so the vibe in Helmfirth is a bit weird right now. Um, obviously the massacre is still fresh in everyone's mind. Um, there is um, almost a shell-shocked sense um, I will say there's an interesting mix of reactions to it only because so many people did serve in the First World War, or as it was called then, the World War. The Great um, War. The Great War, because there will only be one. Right. And it's great. Totally. It's great. Um, so, yes, uh, people who served in the war um, are generally upset by this, but also have seen some shit. Um, but also Helmfirth is a small enough town that a lot of people have never been touched by a tragedy such as this. There's been, as with any port town, a lot of kind of tragedy on the water, but um, something like mafia gang violence is an entirely fresh hell for, for these people. So, um, yeah, there's a very um, skittish uh, tone uh, to the town, particularly in contrast to the excitement last time you were all here. Um what is your strategy for determining the lingering effects of the worm? 
I think for Red, it would be just going up to townspeople and just being like, what do you think of the new mayor? Like, you know. Like interviewing townspeople? Okay. Yeah, just um, casually. Just, you know, to get a sense of whether it's like, he's the man for the job or whether it's actually like real people thoughts. Gotcha. So, um, Red, you uh, identify someone you remember from school. Um, she was a few years ahead of you. Uh, she was, in fact, one of the quote, quote, cool kids who hung out in the high school washroom. Um and um, you remember vaguely that um, uh, you and Sally used to joke about this lady quite a bit um, because um, she was dating a man named Ernie Normus. And um, <laughs> you were, and this was again, like as particularly like after your heart to heart with Sally, um, uh, about uh, <laughs> puberty um, and uh, Sally swearing for the first time. Um, the idea of like uncouth words that you shouldn't get to say, but both took great pleasure in saying, uh, became kind of a runner for the two of you. Um, and um, so it was that uh, you both just desperately hoped that things would work out for her and Ernie because the idea of Dixie McDonough becoming Dixie Normus made you guys so happy. And sure enough, you see her walking with Ernie, looking bedraggled and gently frazzled. And sure enough, you realize she became Mrs. Dixie Normus. And you can think of no better way to pay tribute to Sally's memory than asking her about the mayor. So... Uh, as Violet, you make your way up to her. Um, she is a, uh, we'll say like a Fran Drescher type. Um, and uh, Ernie is a guy who is clearly like, you know, quarterback of the high school football team mm -hmm. and has done nothing since. Um, he likely went to war, came back, and is uh, is once kind of toned athletic body that Sally once or twice admitted to some rather filthy fantasies about. Uh, has now uh, gone the way of uh, most of us unfortunate fellows who don't bother to exercise and um, is uh, is generally softer. He still looks looks good, but um, uh, and weirdly seems very content, where she seems very frazzled. Uh, and the two of them are making their way uh, sort of down the street, um, and uh, he's just saying like, uh, "Well, I, I just think the mirrors we have will do. I just don't think we need to buy more." Um, and she's like, but Ernie, we need more mirrors. Um, at which point, uh, you interrupt them. Uh, here's my question to you, Red. What the fuck does, uh, Violet sound like? Oh, uh, Vi Vi Violet. Um, her name is, uh, Violet Jenkins. And, uh, she just wants to know, uh, where the mayor's office is. Um, and they stop and say, uh, and, uh, Ernie, Ernie kind of looks at you as though he vaguely recognizes you um but uh dixie cuts him off and just says wait are you from england yes wow is it always raining there that's what ernie says he and his war buddies always talk about is that it rains all the time and i said it can't rain that much only rains a lot here i mean it does rain uh, I, I'd say about 75% of the time, yes. She turns and slaps him on the arm. She's like, Ernie, I owe you a dollar. You were right. 
Uh, sorry, I, I was just wondering, um, sorry to interrupt your, your, your chat, but mirrors, I was just hoping that you could point me in the direction of the mayor's office. The mayor's office? Oh, yes. uh, that's the new guy, right? Yes, you did just, uh, I heard talk of a new mayor. Should I, you know, if I'm lodging a complaint, like, should I worry about him? Or is he a good man? Or Well, what are you complaining about? Helmfirth is a lovely town. Did you just arrive in Helmfirth? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I've been here for a few days. I just. Oh, I've then been... you know about the unpleasantness. Okay, I'm sorry. I just want to make a good impression. Yeah, yeah, he seems fine. Seems like the fine man for the job. Those really? Those are the five words you would use to describe him? I, I mean, I could also say he seems okay or decent. I was pretty excited about that talent. Sorry? Do you have worms in your brains controlling your mind? Oh my god. Adrian Diesel? Yeah. You're back in town. It's so good to see you. Hello. Do you have a worm in your brain? Oh, Adrian, that's you always joking. No, I don't have a worm in my brain. This is, is the guy, and Ernie's like, yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Uh, hey, hi, Adrian. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't realize that you two knew each other. I, I, I apologize. It's his way of. He's been having some earaches, and that's kind of his colloquialism for them. Don't <laughs> yes. worry, Red. They don't have ear we, like worms in their ears. They're fine. She I'm sorry. Is, is your name Violet or Red? My name is my name is Violet. She says, looking over at Adrian. Do colors work differently in England? Is it like the metric thing? Actually, that's very, very. We didn't good. have the metric system back then. You I don't know. know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's a <laughs> thing I've invented that I'm hoping will spread to most places in the world, but specifically not here. That's that's a very good observation, actually. That's exactly what you're talking about. Mm. Uh, and my friend happens to be colorblind. So anyway, I'm just I'm just hoping that you know, um, I was just hoping that the mayor was was a good person. Well, we don't really to... know yet. He's he seems fine. I mean, they did crack down pretty hard on all the violence after the massacre, but um, yeah, he seems okay. And uh, would would you agree, sir? Huh? Oh, yeah, he seems all right. I don't know. Um, uh, TJ seemed pretty cool. I liked that he had a nickname. I used to have a nickname back in high school, you know. <laughs> I, I, I liked him for that. But yeah, this new guy seems fine. I don't know. Okay. I remember being Richard. really excited about him, though. Grandpa but Richard, why is Red talking funny? I am uh, Uncle Richard. Uh, that is, <laughs> I am the uncle. Uh, oh, uh, Mr. Richter, you're you're you have a British niece. Yeah, you never it's mentioned that when I came to buy crystals. Europe, you know, everything's so close together. Did you say that people used to be very fervent about him, but now they're not? I mean, he hasn't really done anything yet. He just became mayor. It seems pretty early to tell. No, that's just fair. I just I just feel like like a decline, such a sudden decline in enthusiasm. Uh, it's worth noting. Well, and Ernie just kind of nods. He's like, oh, I mean, he is a property developer. Uh, I understand that's a pretty hard job. So, you know, if he's good at that, he's probably going to be good at mayor. I mean, he seems like he could be the right guy for the job, I guess. Uh, well, thank you. Ernie und, uh, is it uh, Dixie? Is that Yes, it? Dixie Normus. Yeah. Um, I read Red's eye twitches, but <laughs> nothing else. 
Do you recall when your opinion of the, the mayor changed? If that I mean, was perhaps two days ago. We were pretty the sad. Time? We were both. We, we were a TJ household. We were done with Haney. I mean, have you seen that awful mural he drew? Ugh, terrible. But yeah, we uh, we were we were pretty big TJ supporters. Um, and you know, uh, we were real sad when when Mister uh, Jate died. Uh, that was a real bummer for us, but um, you know, this new guy seems pretty good. We were very excited about him, and now he's just the mayor. So you know, it's fine. He's just a mayor. Do you ever really think about what mayors do? No. Neither did we. So we were really excited about. Him. But yeah, I don't know. A couple days ago, he became mayor, and I guess he's just fine. About two days ago, you you found maybe the the honeymoon stage of the election was over. Well, elections are just so exciting. You know, there's all yes, the banners and, you know, it's really exciting. And then he gets elected and you realize, oh, he's just going to be that person who does small things for the town. So, yeah, I don't know, I guess. And Ernie's like, yes, it was two days ago. Yes, good, but good. thank you. Thank you. And, and um, I, I very much appreciate you taking the time to talk to a newcomer. It shows nicely on your town. Oh, good. We're very nice here, aside from the massacres. Now, come on, Ernie. We've got mirrors to buy. It was Ernie, very nice meeting you, you. Can you do me a favor? Oh, no. Uh, okay, Adrian. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad about all the times like, I called you Poindexter. <laughs> yeah, that was not nice. But you could make it up to me. I have three new pets coming from the veterinarians. Can you pick them up and drop them off at my house? I'm just subtly shaking my head. Um, Ernie's like, uh, and he, he looks he looks at you, Violet, and he looks back to you, Adrian, and he says, uh, sure, Adrian, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that for you. Thanks. I'll pay you for your time. Uh, and Adrian takes out $5 and gives it to Ernie. Yeah. So Ernie, Ernie pockets the, the fiver, and uh, as he turns to go, he, he just leans into you, Violet, and he says, um, just uh, just please don't don't hurt me and my family. Red. And then he starts walking away. Okay. I can't wait to get my donkeys. Another fantastic uh, performance, right? Really, I don't know how you do it. Uh, these these fantastical okay. identities and stories is really something. Apparently, I didn't do it that well. What do you mean? Uh, he no. Well, a, okay, Adrian. Uh, I'm not red in town anymore, at least for the time being. Okay, I'm Violet. So that man now knows who I am, and I'm not saying this is a perfect. Wait, he disguise. knows you're Violet. No, he knows I'm red. You called me red in front of them. But you and said you're not red here, you violet. Okay. From the beginning. Okay. Going going forward, Addie. Yeah. Uh, when we are around other people, doesn't matter okay. who, any other people, I'm violet, not red. And I'm gonna sound a little funny to your ears. Okay, and I can enjoy that. Yes, absolutely, you can. Yeah, you get sound silly. Yes, I do. Uh, what happens if someone knows you're red, though? Do I punch them? Ah, uh, I think that's a case-by-case -case basis kind of thing. I'll okay. let you know. So if they call you red while you're violet, probably punch them. If I tell you to. 
This is getting complicated. Why don't you know what? And she like holds up and she just like holds up two thumbs up to him. She's like, if you ever see me do this, you can stop punching. Okay, that seems kind of unrelated, but other that way. So having uh, gathered some intel on the state of the worm, um, what is the general feeling of the party? Do you need to investigate further? Are you satisfied with the response you got? Where are you at? I'm kind of getting the sense that they might have taken care of it. It is either that the worms were used to guarantee an election win, and once that happened, they went dormant or they were no longer needed to influence the people, or we did indeed defeat or destroy or kill whatever was influencing the entire town, and it just unfortunately happened to be too late. It seems odd to have that kind of influence over the general population and then just stop leveraging it. I agree. I would, I would go with the latter explanation, to be honest. From the sound of it, you went through a, a rather epic trial. It was uh, like unlike anything I have ever even read about. Or hoped to read about ever again in my life. Uh, it does indeed sound like you defeated it, whatever it was. Very good, then. So... The next thing we should think about then is, is anyone going to come after us for defeating the worm? Is anyone going to seek vengeance on us? Do we need to uh, Richard, look out? Can you roll me an occult check, please? Occult. L-M-N-O, cult. There we go. Uh, normal success. From your understanding of how not all groups, but some groups um, manage the the sort of mysteries of the mythos, um, you're not sure that this was so much the case of something that was entirely under the control of certain groups or something that had just been appeased and pointed in a direction by certain groups. So based on your experience, um, if a group were to lose control of their thing, it might not be traceable to someone. It might just be assumed that the being uh, had lost interest. So they still could come after you, but they could also, much like summoning anything that's kind of beyond mortal comprehension, it mm -hmm. could have just fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... It could be that whatever otherworldly being was controlling our behavior and the behavior of the other people uh, simply, what is the American phrasing, uh, fucked off. <sighs> yeah. Okay, uh, back in Chicago, sometimes we would have competitors and Red would say to shut them down. And the way I had to know who to take for a sleep in the woods was to watch who sold the booze and then follow them until they gave money to an important person. So I didn't have to punch and put the first guy to sleep. He's just doing a job. What if the giant worm was just doing a job? Who is the worm giving its money to? That 
is a very good question. Is the influence of the verb put uh, Montgomery? Thank you. I don't have the the old names in front of my on my new book. It put Montgomery Graves in the mayoral office, and so that would be following your logic, Addy, the man to put in the woods. Yeah, so that's the person who would want to come after us because we stole his booze guy. Well, this is all very much out of my wheelhouse when it comes to people trying to kill us and us trying to track down people, but I'm assuming you two having a very colorful lifestyle in Chicago might have more experience. Do we hit them first? Do we wait for them to attack us? What, what is going on? I think we should kidnap the new mayor. Yeah, and then other people. That sounds great. <laughs> so, having decided to kidnap the mayor, uh, the mystery punchers from Boston are off <laughs> on a new quest. Um, and as you uh, start to make your way back towards uh, the Diesel Mansion to prep for your <laughs> kidnapping quest... Um, Richter, um, you catch out of the corner of your eye uh, a poster uh, that someone is shellocking to a, a wall mm-hmm. um, that proudly announces that the King in Yellow will be opening early next week. It's coming here? You say to yourself as you stare at a poster? Yeah, like what are the details of the poster? Uh, yep, they are coming to uh, the local home for theater. Uh, it will be opening next week. I immediately snatch a poster from the guy, pasting them. Hey, my posters! The king in yellow! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, with that, you hop in your car, and the mystery punchers set off to kidnap the mayor. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network. 
where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Beyond the Dark. Sub-level 19 was nothing like the other floors at Machinko. There were no alabaster workbenches, no spotless white carpets. Here, it was dank, dark. And that noise. A humming, throbbing sound like a sickly heartbeat hiding behind the whir of a great machine. A large metal cage loomed out of the darkness, backlit by an iridescent blue monitor, on which a cursor blinked idly. A metal panel slid out of an aperture in the cage near the monitor, and suddenly the cursor came to life. It read, Insert hand here. Beyond the Dark, a sci-fi anthology by Mark R. Healy creator of The Strata. Find it at beyondthedarkpodcast.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts.